You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. notes I actually have um, an authentic choir in the house you know as I've told you before this is the best choir in first love London no we're not blowing our own trumpet but we're just throwing it out there that is the best choir in where I'm just checking that you're awake so put your hands together and welcome the greater love gospel choir I don't want to be good for nothing. 
most important point in the service. This is, if you didn't know, I'm announcing to you, it's the moment that you've all been waiting for because this is really why we are here. It's why we are gathered. It's time for the word of God. Amen. How many of you have been in church for the last few weeks that we've been speaking about faith? How many of you believe that you're now walking by faith? Less sight, more faith. Amen. Amen. First love church, I don't feel you. I think that we need to sing that we're expecting a miracle to build up your faith. As we welcome our pray father we bless your holy name thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence lord thank you for revelation thank you for light thank you for direction thank you for salvation thank you for healing thank you O god that there shall be light in our lives by the preaching and the sharing of your word lord bless our gathering bless this gathering of god that has gathered in your name let your blessing prevail here in jesus name i pray and all said amen, amen. say a good amen. amen say a prolonged amen, amen. beautiful your blessings shall last yes god bless you take your seats Turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, and we continue sharing on faith. Um, I think I finished and talking on faith moves. Well, either I finished or I've taken a break. Okay, so today is, um, let's read Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. This is a must know verse, isn't it? Must know. So do you know? Do you know that it's a must know? So do you know? Okay, it says that I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Um, But Christ liveth in me. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me you know i'm still talking to you about faith and this verse is pointing something to us that the life that we have now in christ is a life of faith the life that i live now is a life of faith 
you live the life of faith. You live by faith and you live a life of faith. So faith is something that you must really um, develop and remember and know that your life now is a life of faith and faith in God. You know, uh, three, three or four places the scripture says that the just shall live by faith. But my favorite is Habakkuk, the Habakkuk version, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, which says that the just shall live by his faith. The other one says that just shall live by faith. This one says that the just shall live by his faith. You live by your faith. The life that you, you now live, the life that you have now, is according to your faith. So anything you do, anything you don't do, anything you're able to do, anything you're not able to do, is according to your faith that you have. Your faith that you have is what is directing you. So when your faith grows and your faith is developing and your faith is getting better, you will see that you live a better quality Christian life. You get deeper, you get deeper, 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 deeper into the Christian life based on your faith. Because the just shall live by his faith. I'm living by my faith. I'm living by my faith. The life, the life that I live now, the life that I've chosen to live, what I do, what I'm doing, is according to my faith. Your life is also according to your faith. So your faith, your life, okay, your life explains your faith. And your faith explains your life. The choices you make, the decisions you you make, the things you do, things you don't do, where you go, where you don't go, what what you give, what you don't give. It's all explaining your faith that you have. Your faith. Your faith. Everybody has an amount of faith. And the amount of faith we have shows or it's, it's reflected in our lifestyle. Are you here? Yes. We're already airborne. Okay? We're already airborne. We're in the air already. Okay? No speeches, no games, no gimmicks. We are airborne. So, so your life, you know, yes. I mean, those of you who wait for warm-up and things, today, today it's a helicopter flight. So we took off like this. We took off. Yes. There's no taxing. Yes. So your, your life, your life that is it the life that you have now, the life that you see in yourself, what you do, the, your level, your level of commitment to God and to the work of God and to the things of God and to the word of God, your commitment to the word of God, because people have varied, varied levels of devotion to God's word. There are people that once this, is what the Bible says, Hey, that's what I do. There are people who, this is what God says, but it's like, you know, God is not serious. It's like, it's like God is not serious about that one. God is serious about this, but he's not serious about that. But anything that is the word of God, it is the word of God. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. Anything is the word of God. So now your faith in the word is seen by how you live. And how you are living. I can't live for you. I can't do. I can't do. Faith things. On your behalf. I can't even do it for my, for my, for my children. My, 
um, biological children. I can't even I can't even live for them. They have to live for themselves. Because the Bible says the just shall live by his father's faith. The just shall live by his faith. What I believe is what I'm doing. What you also believe is what you are doing. And what you do. So you have to really know that faith is a real, real important, precious concept. In your life and in your Christian life. My brief, my brief message, and, and I'm almost done. My brief, my brief, relax, relax, relax. Almost, almost done is relative. A day, a day to God is like a thousand years. So relax. I don't know, I don't know why you're getting worried. Relax. Yes, Relax. The title of, of my, uh, our message today is Faith is Precious. Faith is Precious. Because faith is valuable. And, and I want you to learn to value faith. I want you to learn to value faith and to value your faith. You have to ask yourself, what type of faith do you have? And what level of faith do you have? You see, your tests will be different from my tests. Yeah, I, was, I was speaking to someone the other day and the person was like making so much uh, noise about her difficulty and her challenges. And I said, look, look, don't, don't, think, don't think you have met the greatest challenge in your life. You don't know what others have to, are going through. This is your challenge. This is your test. So use the scripture to pass your test. Don't think that you've got a problem that nobody has ever seen before. The test that is be, that's been put in front of you, if it's put on it in front of someone else, the person will step over it and walk on. It would even be a problem for them. But because of who you are and your level and your level of faith, that is why you have such a problem. That is that's why you have you have such a problem. Such a problem is not it's not a problem to many other people. There are many people, there are many people that their parents will not, including my parents, they will not even dream, even, do you understand dream? That they are asleep, that they have a dream that let's go and suggest to our son that he should marry an unbeliever. It, 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 won't, it won't even occur to them. So such a thing will never be, will never be a test for me, but it will be a test for somebody. That you are met with an unbeliever, should I accept the unbeliever, should I accept a believer? And that's why I say my parents, I mean my parents before I got married, I, when I was in their house, I was going to say when I was their child, I'm still their child. <laughs> when I was in their house and I was a young, it, uh, when they sleep, I mean, when, when they eat a lot of food and they are full and they go to bed and they sleep, it, they will not have a dream that let's go and tell our son that we've seen this beautiful girl. The only thing is that she's from another faith. But she's such a beautiful girl. Her parents, her parents are such um, beautiful parents, wonderful parents. Uh, we went to school with um, her parents. Um, they are a nice family. So, a darling son, we want you to. She just, she just, she doesn't believe in Jesus. I said, when they are belly full. 
and they go to bed, they will not have such a dream. Let alone wake up and try it. It won't even come up. So this, these are not the type of tests that will come to you. But so when you are faced with a test, it shows your level. It shows your level. It shows your level. It shows your level. When I when when I when, when I wrote A levels A level exams, you were all not born. A levels. I did A levels in the eighties. Yes. You can imagine. In the 80s, that's when I did A-levels. In the 80s. In the 1980s. Not 1880s. 1980s. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that we're all on different levels and different scales and different times. So what, what, what is put in front of you actually shows your level. Can you see the difficulty that you have now? The test you have now, it shows your level. It, it shows who you are in Christ and what you are in Christ. The temptations you have now, the temptations you have now. You see, there, there are some people, there are some people who have been Christians for a long time. Even pastors, I can even use pastors as an example. They've been, they've been Christians for a long time. They've been pastors, they've been in the church 10 years, 15 years, you know, 20 years. I mean, they are ministers. Do you know some of the tests that they have? Their test is tiredness and weariness. They become tired. They become tired. Loss of, loss of zeal. Loss of interest. It's like they, can't, they, they, are not even, they are not even creative enough to even generate work for themselves. So they get tired. They become flatliners. And that's what, that's what happened to all the churches. So you see, the priest, the priest is left with, the priest is left with some few duties. One, a sermon on a Sunday. Two, funerals. Three, uh, baby christening. And then four, occasional weddings. That's all that there is. It's like, it's like that's all the churches. There's nothing more to do. But you see, it's, 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 their, it's their test. You are blessed to have different things. You are blessed to have basenta, center, constituency, dancing stars, santa, sinta, simanta, samantima. You have, all, you have all kinds of things that you are choosing from. Choose from here. You have things to do. Things to do. Things to do that you can't even do. You will see older people. They are called pastor. They are called pastor. They are called reverend. But they, they've come flatliners. Flatliners. But you see, that's their test and that's their exam. Now, how do you overcome this thing? How do you overcome and stay alive? It is your faith. It is your faith. You can't blame anybody. There are people who are even, they are even becoming tired of being loyal. It's like, we are, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like the, their loyalty is affected that now they are, they are trying to create other variants. To become, to be, they themselves are becoming another variant in the same system. 
But it's like, I want to, because they are, they are tired, they are tired of doing the same things and being the same. But, but God is not tired of us. He's still there listening to our prayers. Jesus is not, Jesus is not tired of using his blood to forgive sins. God is there. He's still, he's forgiving sins every day. Every day he's forgiving sins. Every day. And you see, when you start introducing variety of other variants, it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not progress. It's not progress. You are losing it. Yes. You are becoming, you are becoming independent and different. So there, there is a battle at every phase. Every phase. Most, of, most of us say, baby, your battle is even just to be a normal Christian. Just, just to be, I mean, just to be a Christian, that I am a Christian. I don't do things that unbeliever does. It's like there's nothing that an unbeliever does that I do. That, that could be your battle. But that is your level. That is your level. To kick out of your life lies, to kick out of your life drinking, to kick out of your life fornicating, to kick out of your life sexual immorality. Because there are people who say we don't fornicate, but you, you the things you do. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like saying that I didn't swim, but I was standing in the pool. It's like I just I just stood in the pool, but I didn't swim. Either way, you come out wet. So your faith is the most, the most precious thing that you can ever have in the in Christian. Your faith. You see, that is why, that is why Paul, Paul at the end of the day, he wrote that, he wrote that I have fought a good fight of faith. Not, not I have, I have planted thousand churches or I have conquered, taken territories for God. Or he said, I have I said, look, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. I have kept that precious thing, that precious thing of my life. I want you to see that your faith, it's a precious thing. It's your lifeline. It's a precious thing that you must defend, you must keep, and you must have. Your faith. What, what do you believe in? What do you believe in? What do you believe in? That's the summary of who you are. What do you believe in? What do I believe in? I believe in Jesus as the son of God. I believe in God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And I believe in Jesus as the one who died and resurrected on the third day. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe it. I believe it. That's what I believe in. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Because I believe that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And then Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, came to the earth and died for our sins. And rose up on the third day. I believe it. Do I believe it? Yes, I believe it. Yes, I believe it. Yes, I believe it. I do. That is my faith. And I believe in working for God and serving God. 
And I believe in evangelizing. I believe in more people getting to know God. Because my faith is what defines who I am. If I stop believing in this, it affects the way I live. If I stop, if I stop believing it, if I stop, if I believe, I start believing that there's no God. Oh, my life will be very different. My life will, you just need to deduct. It sounds like, oh, I don't believe in God. But what you are tampering with and you are playing with is your faith. You just, you just need to subtract an aspect of scripture. They say, oh, this part of scripture is not so serious. What you are actually tampering and playing with is your faith. You become a totally different person. Totally. You see, be careful about people, especially believers, who would tell you that, who would tell you that some parts of the scriptures are not real or not, it's not that serious. They are evil devils. Devils that are evil. Especially this kind of pseudo-shepherd-like kind of people. Shepherds who are not real shepherds. Who will tell you that, you know, ignore this thing, you know, let's just do this or let's just do that. They are, they are evil, wicked devils. Your life is your faith. The just shall live by his faith. What is your faith? What do you believe in? What do you have? What, what is guiding you? What is, what is keep, what keeps you going? What is your passion? What is your conviction? What, what exactly do you have? Yes. My faith even tells me to tell people that don't take certain jobs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. I think if you have, you will not take such a job. Because my question I'll ask you is that how many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, Christians do you see have such a job? How many people can survive in such an environment? So even your faith will not permit you to move with some people and to move in certain circles. Stop playing games. Stop playing games with precious, serious, important things. That, oh, this one, it doesn't matter. It says, you know, I'm not like them. You are not like them. You will become like them. You will become like them. You will become like them. And, and gradually, gradually, they are eating away your faith. Gradually, they are eating away. They are eating your your faith. Your faith is being scraped off, bit by bit. Bit before that, you have no faith. And when you have no faith, that is exactly where Satan wants you. Yes. That's what Paul said. Fight the good fight of faith. They fight the good fight of faith. That precious thing. You see, I'm talking to you. I just want you to see that faith is a precious. It's, it's such. It's such a precious thing it's such a precious thing it's such a precious thing to have because it helps you it defines your life it defines your future it defines your relationship with god it is such a precious it's such a dear thing it's so dear that you shouldn't toy with it it's so dear that it should make you hate people who want to tamper with your faith Wow. It's precious. Can you see it's a precious thing? You joke, you see, you play with it, you're playing with your life. Why are you, why are you in church Sunday afternoon? Why are you here? 
Maybe you don't know why you're here. It's your faith. You are here because of what you believe in. You are here because of what you believe. If it was not for what you are believing, you wouldn't be here. So, I know you want to write. I have, I have, th- I have things for you to write. I'll give you things to write, okay? Don't worry. But faith is precious. Okay, so, what makes your faith precious? Number one, faith gives you salvation. If salvation is important to you, you will see that faith will be important to you. Faith gives you salvation. Because it's still, why am I, do I believe in heaven and hell? Yes, I do. That's my salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. I believe that if I don't believe in Jesus, I will perish. And I don't want to perish. Hence my precious faith. Hence my precious faith. Hence my very precious faith. Very, very precious faith. Because it's my faith that gives me my salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8. You want to preserve your salvation? It's your faith. Think, think, about, think about your salvation. Think about your salvation. And see if you want to lose your salvation. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Without faith there is no salvation. Yes. For grace are ye saved through faith. So when you see when you see someone scraping away your faith, scraping away your salvation, helping, assisting you to lose your salvation, you just know that you've met an enemy of your faith. An enemy of your faith. Enemy of your faith. And you've met an enemy of your faith. This precious thing that you have that is giving you salvation, that's keeping you sin, that's keeping you in touch with God, the creator of the heavens and the air. The creator. Don't you believe that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth? Yes. I mean, God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Believe it by faith. Faith gives you salvation. Your, salva- your salvation so that you can be reconciled to God, so that your sins can be forgiven. There's no way your sins can be forgiven except God. Have you not not seen that nobody forgives easily? Yeah. Your auntie still hasn't forgiven you. Have you not noticed? Yes. Forgiveness forgiveness hasn't come easily. It's God who forgives. It's God who forgives. People don't forgive. Sometimes there are are people who, who don't even want to relate with you. And you don't even know why they don't want to relate with you. The only thing you can say is think of is that logically you must have done something wrong. Will they be kind enough to tell you what you've done? Even if you will pay. Or, or, or whatever. Or beg. But they will not even tell you. So you can even pay. You can even pay for that. Look, look, I'm sorry. What, what I have is uh, five pounds. Will you accept my five pounds for my, my mistake? I don't even know. People, you, 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 don't, you don't get forgiveness of sins or forgiveness of wrongs that easily. People don't easily forgive, including you. Yes. The person who has forgiven us is God. 
He's the one who has forgiven us. He's the one that we have been, we have been horrible towards, sinful, horrible, horrible, ill-natured people. And he says that I still love you. He says, I still love you. I love you just as you are. Just as you are. He's, he's the one who says, come, just as you are. Come, just as you are. I'll be amazed. I'll be amazed if you toy with this precious thing that you have found forgiveness. You know how it is like when you know that somebody wasn't forgiving you. You know how it is, isn't it? How many of you have experienced it before that? There's someone who has it for you. You want the person to forgive you. Especially when you live with your parents and you've done something wrong and, and you are being given the cold treatment. And then now you need something. You want to ask for something. And you don't know how to approach it. Because your file is still open. And you are wondering, how can I close this file and put in my request? Mm, you, you know it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't even know how to approach. So you see, when you know these things, and then God Almighty, creator of heavens and earth, says that I have forgiven you. Your sins, I will, he says, your sins I will remember no more. Even if you remind me, he says, I can't remember. Someone was reminding me of something this morning. I said, I can't remember. I said, I don't remember. The person was really trying to. I said, I don't, I said, I don't remember. I said, you can repeat it 70 times. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't remember. That's God. He said, your sins, I will remember no more. That's your salvation. You don't want to defend such a thing. You rather want to live a life where you are rather, you constantly keep, you keep on offending, you keep on offending the person who says, I have forgiven you and I don't remember it anymore. Then your faith is not precious to you. But I believe your faith is precious to you. The second reason why your faith is precious is because faith makes you righteous and justified. Okay. Faith makes you righteous and justified. Romans chapter 3 verse 28. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Your faith makes you just. When someone, another, when someone is reminding you, but you, you've done this before, we did this, I used to do this with you, you used to be like this, you even did this. They say, hey, look, look. My freedom is by my faith. My freedom is by my faith. I'm free by my faith. I believe God has forgiven me. I believe God has forgiven me. You tell the person, I believe in God the Father, the creator of the heavens and earth. And I believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who died for my sins and rose up on the third day. And then number three, you tell them that I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. That's your faith. If you don't believe the forgiveness of sins, Satan will be hanging, will, will be hanging you with accusations. He will hang you by thoughts. Thoughts that you use to condemn yourself. Meanwhile, there is forgiveness of sins that you may be justified. 
there is forgiveness of sins. So you have to be you have to believe in forgiveness of sins. You have to believe in, the, in, in, in you have to believe in First John one nine. You have to believe it in forgiveness of sins. Otherwise, forever, 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 the enemy will hang. He will hang you. He will hang you by things that you think you've not been forgiven over. But there is forgiveness of sin. By faith, we are justified. Mm. Hey, if we didn't have faith, then we can't do it. Then, then we are all sinners. I should even stop preaching. Yes. But I believe in God the Father, creator of heavens and earth. And I believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who died for me and rose up on the third day. And I believe also in the forgiveness of sins. Yes, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. So you must believe in forgiveness of sins. And confidently witness to people. Confidently invite people to church. Confidently tell people to stop living in sin. Confidently because you believe in the forgiveness of sins. Yes. Number three. Faith makes you a child of God. I know that people will say that we are, but we are all children of God. Wrong. Faith makes you a child of God. John 1, 11. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. If you want to be a child of God, receive him. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So he came and his own received him not. Then verse 12, he says that, but as many as received him, to them gave he power. That is the right and the authority and the legal right to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Some rejected, but as many as received. As many. Sometimes you be in a family, you are the only one who has received them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think this case. We are all children of God in this family. No, you are the child of God. The rest are not. I don't know what they are, but they are not. They are his creation. But my Bible tells me that as many as received him, those who received him, he gave them the legal right. To become the sons of God. That is, they, they gain access to all the inheritance and all the blessings and the image of the son and the power of salvation. They gain access to all the things that it means. That's why, that's why when you become a son of God, then you receive that special gift called the Holy Spirit. You see that, so you have that extra thing, extra thing that everybody that they have. You have that extra thing called the Holy Spirit who guides, who comforts, who comforts, he comforts you, he guides you, he teaches you. The scripture says that he will guide you into all truths. So different, different truths of life. Before you say you've been guided into it. Be like this, believe in this, do this. Because the Holy Spirit will guide you. Everybody hasn't got the Holy Spirit. 
Everybody hasn't got the Holy Spirit. That's why you see people asking, so if there's a God who cares about us so much, why do we have all these troubles in the world? It's a very simple answer. If the world had received him, we would not have all these problems. It's, very, it's a very, very simple answer. I, mean, I, I don't even know why there has to be a long debate. If the world had received him and the world believed in him, they wouldn't be doing the things that they do. Yes. Because those who have received and believed in have received the Holy Spirit, they don't do the things that are bringing the problems. So if the world can accept God's solution to the problems of the world, the problems will end. But the world has not accepted God's solution. That's why we still have lunatics on the loose. Yeah. Looney tunis. How many things do you have? Three. Okay, today it's not two, it's three. Are you sure you have three? Number one was what? Faith gives you salvation. Number two? Faith makes you righteous and justified. Number three? Ah, faith makes you a child of God. So number four, faith makes you please God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, faith makes you please God. How many of you like to please God? You like to, you like to be found pleasing to him. You, you are pleasing to God. Faith is what makes you pleasing to him. Yes. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So with faith, it is possible to please him. With faith, it is possible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible to please God without faith. How can you please him without, without faith? You need faith. You need faith to choose the work of God. You need faith to choose a certain lifestyle. You need faith to say no to, say no to the pleasures of this world. Like Moses did. He abandoned all the glories of Egypt. The beauty of Cairo. He, he abandoned all. And he said he will follow God. Yes, by faith, by faith. By faith, by faith, without faith, how can you, how, how would you ever choose to do the work of the ministry? You need faith to choose to do the work of that. I'm going, I'm going to be a minister of the gospel. It takes faith. I'm choosing to be a minister of the gospel. And then I'm choosing to be a full-time minister of the gospel. It takes faith. It doesn't, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There is no logic. There is no logic that would explain that thing but faith. That I want to serve God. That I've finished, I've finished uni, I've finished my masters, I've finished this, I have this, but I am choosing, I am choosing to give my life to God and myself to God. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Just as doesn't make sense about like the people you fall in love with. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't make sense at all. Some of the people that some people fall in love with, it doesn't make sense. Yes, it doesn't make sense. I'm preaching, my dear. 
Yes. It doesn't make sense at all. You would wonder you from this, you have this. How can you say, how can you even live with such a person? Does it make sense? Yes. There are people who even like people's husbands. That's what they like. They are, they are into, you see, it's like, it's like, it's so impossible to ever have him. But it's like, that's what I like. And sometimes you should hear them talking. I really like him. As if, as if, the, as if the person needs to see a psychiatrist. serve God, give his life to God. It doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, but some of the people that say you are in love with such a person, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. You are in love with such. After all the preaching and teaching you have heard, this is what you are choosing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. You are, you are sitting in front of a person, you are discussing an and I mean, when I say an and it's not even like, you know, these kind of people who don't believe in anything. They are even, I don't know which one is even more dangerous, but they said, this one, this one belongs to another faith who has said that we don't believe in Jesus. We don't. And that is what you say you like. I can only ask, who was your new believer school teacher? Only ask that. What, 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 were you, what were you taught there? What were you taught there? Imagine if you meet you meet your there's three or year one teacher and you can't count. Imagine how your teacher will feel. Or you can't write your name. My next week teacher was called Miss Mary. Yes. I remember how Miss Mary taught me how to write my name. And how to spell my name. Miss Mary taught me how to spell my name. She said R-I-C-H. That is the first one. Then the second part, he said, A-R-D. So he said, your name is R-I-C-H-A-R-D. R-I-C-H-A-R-D. That's how I learned how to spell my name. By Miss Mary. And I remember how she made dots with my name. Dots, you know, dots. And then I have to to hold the pencil through. Did you also do it? Yes. And go through. Then she said, "You, you always start your name with a capital letter. Capital. So capital R. Then the I is like that. Then a dot. Then a C. Then she was talking all the way around. That's it. And then this one come down and then you go up. And then you know you give the H a little hook. Yes. And then A. All the way say. You have even you hear you hear her voice say, Well done. That you're feeling good. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. And then you that she'll give you the sheet to take home. He said, Would you like to go and show it to your parents? I say, Yes. And they are feeling so proud. But now when I picture it, the name is slanting like this. But I've been made to believe that I've written my name. 
So you will see when you are being picked up from you see you see, uh, you see me skipping skipping to the car, showing show it to your dad. It's like today I wrote my name. I wrote my name. Then I'm gonna picture the name is it starts from here, it ends down there. Yes. But today I can write my name. I can write my name. I can write, and I can write it straight. Yes. And I don't need lines to write it. Yes. I don't need lines to write it. Yes. I don't need lines. And I, rem- I, I, I remember when we were gunning to start writing with pen. And they won't let you write with pen until your handwriting is good. So we see those in the class who still have pencils. It's like, we've left you. You really wanted to write. It's like when you write with a pen, it's like, yeah, cool. Yes. Did you also experience it? Okay, so it's not just me. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're writing our lines. And then you're given the opportunity to write without lines and keep it straight. Wow. And then today, after how many years, I meet Miss Mary. I say, Miss Mary, I can't spell my name. But I say, but that's how it is. You've been through New Believer School. You've been taught the scriptures. You've been taught the word of God. And then suddenly you have to make a decision where you have to use your faith. What can guide you is your faith. The only thing that can guide you is your faith. Do you have faith or not? Then you can't decide. Then you compromise. You don't have faith. So you don't have faith. When you open that page, when you open that page of pornography, you don't have faith. You don't have faith that God is watching. God's word says that abstain from all appearances of evil. You don't, you don't have faith. What is your faith? How strong is your faith? What is your faith telling you at, at that point? When you are luring that poor girl into your apartment, what is your faith telling you? As she's following you innocently like a lamb being led to the slaughter. With your big stomach like Santa Claus. And she's not afraid that it will burst into her face. I shouldn't say it. My question is, my question is, where is your faith? Because it's not, it's, a, it's not like it's not like someone has turned into robot and doesn't have feelings. But our faith in the word is what constrains us. The love of God constrains us. Our love for God and love for His word is what, it's what keeps us. So where is your faith? Can you see how precious faith is? That it will save you from sin. Your, if, if the thing is such a precious thing that it can save you from so many things. Your faith. All you need is your faith. All you need is your faith. All you need is your faith. So you, you can't be speaking thousand words of tongues per second and tell me that you are, you are spiritual. When your faith is pointing at something else. Yes. When your faith is pointing at something else. 
You don't have it. You've, you've bought a ticket. You've bought a ticket. You are traveling to a far place. You are sitting on a train or a coach. As you are going, you bought the, you bought the, nobody bought the ticket for you. You've not been kidnapped. You are, go, you are going. And as you are going, you know what you are going to do. Don't, don't tell me you don't know. Because now you are adding sin to sin. My question to you is Where was your faith? What do you believe in? I mean, what do you believe in? Do you believe in anything at all? What do you believe in? You, 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 are, you, are, you are like a pagan Someone who believes in nothing Your behavior point you, It's like you believe in nothing you, you, you are, I mean, you believe in It's like you have no faith because the ticket you bought it to, you bought it with your card. You bought it with your card. You paid for it. And you sat down. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Tonight is the night. Faith makes you please God. May you be found pleasing to God. May you be found pleasing to God. May you be advancing in the things of God. Advancing. Advancing. May you be found pleasing to him. May you become wonderful anointed pastors and shepherds. Turning the hearts of many to God. May may you be known as people who turn the hearts of many to God. Be anointed for that mighty task. Be anointed for it. Point number five. Faith makes you walk with God. Faith makes you walk with God. You will walk with God when you have faith. Faith makes you walk with God. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse number seven. Faith makes you walk with God. You go on that beautiful journey with God, you with God, you with God, God with you, walking with him, moving with him, doing what he says, going where he says go, going where he says go, preaching, preaching, teaching, preaching, teaching, healing, walking with God. Living a pure life, living a holy life, living a God-fearing life, choosing God over everything. It's faith that will make you do it. It's faith that will make you walk with God. It's faith that will make you walk with God, that you're walking with God. You're walking with God. You are going where he sends you. You go where he says go. All the places you've been, you know it. It wasn't God who sent you there. Yes. For we walk by faith. For we walk by faith. Our walk is a faith walk. Our walk is a faith walk. We are walking with God. Walking with him. Going where he says go. Going where pleases him. Going where excites him. Going where it will make him send angels to be with you. Angels to be with you. Angels to be with you. Move, moving with him, walking with him. 
talking with him. And he'll be with you. He'll protect you. Yes. It's a beautiful experience to work with God. Don't, don't, that's what the Bible says. Quench not the spirit. Don't drive away the Holy Spirit from you. Don't drive God away from you. Walk by faith. Do things that when you are doing, you know that I'm doing this thing because of my faith. Because I believe in God, that is why I'm doing this. Anything that you do that is not because you believe in God, stop it today. Stop it from today. Anything you do, ask yourself, how is it glorifying God? What the, this one, is it for God? Is it for God or is it for me? Because we walk by faith. We walk, our walk is by faith. Look, our faith is, is, is such a dear thing, I'm telling you. I don't know about you, but our faith is such a, is such a dear thing. It's so precious. So precious. I can't trade it for, I can't trade it for anything else. Because everything I do is faith. How many do you have now? Five? You still don't have seven? Okay, so we end at six. No problem, relax. Faith makes you have rewards in heaven. Faith makes you have rewards in heaven. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what would make you come and dance in church? You could be dancing somewhere else. Yes. 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 You could be doing, you could be doing something totally different somewhere. Second, second Timothy chapter four. To make you have rewards in heaven. Verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. May you keep the faith. May you keep the faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May you keep the faith. It's also my prayer for you that may you keep the faith. May you keep it. May you keep it to the end. Whether it's a sweet end or a bitter end. May you have the faith with you. You have the faith with you. you. You have to get to the point where it's like you say to yourself, no matter what, I will not lose my, lose my faith. You see, that, that was Job. Job's wife said to, to him that, look, curse God. Why don't you curse God and die? And he said, though he slay me, yet will I do what? You don't know what he says. Okay. Hey, people. You have to know what Job said. You see, he said, he said, he said to whoever, you are talking like the foolish, you are talking like the foolish women of the earth. It's like the advice you are giving is so foolish. So he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Can you trust him though he slay you? That's if he is a slayer. Can you trust him? Or you will suddenly freak out and say, there is no God. Other scriptures say, you know, you know about the patience of Job. You see, there's something called the patience of Job. The patience of Job. It helps you, helps you to be stronger in the faith. The patience of Job. When you know Job, you study about Job. You will never curse. You never say, you say, I'll curse God. There's no God. 
You have heard of the patience of Job. And I've seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. When, when you study about Job, you rather see that God is a merciful God and a very kind God. Not someone who abandons people. Yeah. You know of the patience. You have heard of the patience of Job. His wife said to him, his wife said to him, curse God and die. He said, what's the point? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Grace. Grace. Yes. Did you read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7? Did we read? He said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Next verse. Verse 8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Don't lose your crown. Bishop preached a message once called Don't Lose Your Crown. It's in a series, Spiritual Mistakes. One of Don't Lose Your Crown. You should look for that message and listen to it. Don't lose your crown. Because they are crowns. They are crowns. If you hold on, if you hold on to the end, you receive a crown. You have a crown. You get a crown. By faith, we are looking up for crowns. I'm telling you, our eyes are on crowns. Keep dancing for him. Keep serving him. Keep working for him. Keep living for him. The just shall live by his faith. Keep living for him. Because there are crowns. There are rewards waiting for you. There are rewards. There shall be rewards. You will have rewards. Never, never be tired of serving God. Never be tired of staying faithful to God. Never get tired. Because there are rewards. Talking about Jesus, the scripture said that who for the joy that was set ahead of him emptied the cross. He could have said, hey, look, I want to live. But he the cross because you could see the rewards and the blessings that were ahead of him. God bless you, church. Stand to your feet. If you are clapping, clap properly. What are you doing? <laughs> Faith is what? Precious. It's precious. How many of you can see that faith is precious? It's very, very precious. Very, extremely precious. Extremely precious. It it must be so dear to you, I'm telling you. Your faith, it must be so dear to you. That you will hate the situations and the people who try to tamper with your faith. Because such a precious thing. If you lose it, you are doomed. You lose it, your salvation flies out of the window. Yeah. Don't lose your faith because of exams. You have to write an exam. No, no, no. Don't lose your faith because of exams. Use your faith to pass your exams. Use your faith to pass your exams. Yes. Use your faith to do well in your exams. Don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give up. By the time you finish the exams, your faith is stronger. Your faith, your faith is, will be far 
far stronger. Far. Yes. Your test, your test now are exams. Oh, it's a, it's a good test. It's a good test that you are not, you are not faced with choosing an unbeliever for the rest of your life, but it's exams. Then use, really use your faith. Really, use, really prophesy over the exam and overcome the exam. Under the blood. You don't say blood. Blood. Under the blood. It's blood, man. Blood. Blood. Under the blood. If you want to say under the blood, you say under the blood. Yes. You want to, you are talking about anointing and power. You don't say oil, you say oil. Oil. Yes. It has more. It has spine. It has spine. Yes. Say oil. Oil. You have to learn the term. Oil and blood. Blood. Yes. Yes. When you come out of the exam room and they ask you that, how was it? You say, under the blood. Under the blood. The blood covers it all. May the blood of Jesus cover every exam that you do and give you victory. May you have automatic victory. Yes. But you must still study hard. Because faith doesn't work in a vacuum. Faith needs works. Faith without works is dead. So if you know you will pass, you will prepare to go and pass. Yes. Because faith without works is dead. Yes. The only reason why you will try because you believe you believe that you will pass it. So prepare and go, and your faith will kick in. Yes. Yeah. When I went to church, they said I'll pass all So let me sleep. They said I will pass. I don't I don't know how, but some way, somehow, I know my God will move on my behalf. Faith without works is dead. So he needs works for faith to kick in. Not sleeping. Works. Hard work. You need hard work. Yes, because you work hard because you believe. Yes. Why am I why am I preaching? Why am I preaching? Because I believe that those who hear the word of God can be saved. It's my faith that you are watching. You are watching my faith. You are watching my faith. What I believe in is what I'm doing. So you to be, how many of you believe you will pass every exam? So prepare and go and pass it. Prepare and go and pass it. The scripture says that the horse is prepared for battle. But victory belongs to the Lord. That's our faith. So you prepare like horses. And then God is the one who gives victory. Yes, God will give you the victory. Prepare like horse that is going to run. God will give the victory. You will make it. Amen. Your future is beautiful. Amen. Your future is colorful. Amen. Your future is blessed. Amen. Your future is shining. Amen. As you imagined, it will be better than that. Amen. As you have desired, it shall be better than that. Amen. As you have prayed for, it shall be better than that. Amen. Yes, it shall be better. Thank God for this afternoon and everything you've heard. Just say thank you to God. And bless his name. Thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Say thank you to God. Say thank you to God for every good thing, every good seed that has been sown in your life today. Every good good word that you have heard. 
Vanken. 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 Vanken for it. Vanken for it. Vanken for it. Vanken. 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 Yes, Vanken. La Batisha Patala Bakasta. Yabari Dalabashin de Levicasta and de Levicasta. Malay Matosa Sandalini Clabasta. Mashandeli Bianda Labacapa Sandalaba Tibish Tayandi Labakista. Febosi, 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 Febosi. Matala Bashandeli Bicapa Tuskata. Marima Yabadia, Yabadia. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for the faith. Thank you for the faith you've given us. Thank you for the faith we have in you. Thank you for our faith. Our faith shall bless us. Our faith shall guide us. Our faith shall lead us. Our faith shall bring promotion to our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, O Father. Thanking you, O precious Father. Precious Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you. Mala Mashiba Kapatasia. Mala Madu Lava Diva Kapashanda Lava Diva Kapasanda. Lemionda Lebregista Yabadasta. Malay Makoba Tanda Lava Diva Kapa. Bread of Madima Sundilibikastayata. Febiando Sadiata. Thanking him. Everybody thanking him. Everybody thanking him. Thanking him for a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Beautiful word. Thanking him for his word. Thanking him for his word. What a blessing. 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 To see how precious our faith is. What a blessing. What a great blessing. What a marvelous blessing. Ah, Masham the Lava Diva Kapasan the Lava Diva Shandelevi. Kabiande Sadadez Tayadere is the other. Nakando Lava Diva. Kando Lava Diva. Kando Lava Diva. Kando Lava Diva. Kando Lava Diva. Matindo Labradish. Tayede. 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 Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the precious faith. Precious faith that has saved us. That has made us righteous and justified. That has made us children of yours, O God. We thank you. By faith that we can please you. And by faith we can walk with you. Lord, we want to walk with you all our days and all our years. Thank you for the rewards that await us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this precious faith. A precious faith. Thank you, Lord. It's so precious. It's so beautiful. It's such a great blessing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your help. Now, every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray specially for you. You are here. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter how long you've been around. Even if it's your first time, you don't know Jesus as your savior, you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my heart to Jesus today. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want my sins to be washed away. 
I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus in my life. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. The pastor, yes, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. God bless you. Keep it up. Keep it up. You also want to join in. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just your right hand. God bless you. I can see your hand. God can see your hand. You will say, yes, I want God. I want God to be the Lord of my life. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. Nothing can wash away your sins than this simple prayer and devotion to God. Yes, nothing you can do, nothing you can do takes away your sins. There's nothing that is required from you to do apart from believing and receiving the forgiveness and the love of God. Your right hand and I'll pray with you. Your right hand, I pray with you. I can see your hands all over the place. You also want to join in. Just your right hand. God bless you. Now you have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. And I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come. Come from wherever you are. You lift up your hand. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand. But you want to receive Jesus today. Come. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Whether you lifted up your hand or not. Come. Come and join us now before we pray. Come. Come very quickly. Yes. Come. You are coming to Jesus. You are not coming to man. You are coming to Jesus. You are coming to give yourself and your heart to Jesus. Bow your heads with me. And those of you in front, I want you to say this prayer after me. And the church, the rest of us will help you as we say this prayer. Let's say it out loudly and meaningfully. Okay, don't, don't say it in your head. Say it as I'm saying it out loud. So I want all of us, let's close our eyes and our heads and say, say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive today. I believe he died for my sins. And he rose up on the third day. Please forgive me. Please forgive me of all my sins and all my mistakes. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. 
Now say Lord Jesus Please come into my heart Please come into my life Be the Lord of my life And be the master of my life Say thank you Father For accepting me today And making me a child of yours I believe I'm a child of God In Jesus name Amen Father let them be blessed Let them be helped By the Holy Spirit To continue on this blessed journey Of the faith Lord Thank you for your help And thank you for your grace for them In Jesus name Amen Before you go back we have some gifts for you I want you to receive your gift very quickly God bless you God bless you It's yours It's yours for keeps yours for keeps yours for keeps god bless you god bless you You may go back to your seats now clap for them as they go back god bless you and if today's your first time here today's your first time here can you give me a wave in your seat this is your first time of visiting us first today's your first time Yes, I want you to lift up your two. I want to pray specially for you. Today is your first time. Father, I pray for them. All first timers, lift up your two hands. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for them that their encounter with you today shall give them a sweet, permanent experience in the faith and with you, Lord. Let your hand remain on them, Lord. Keep them, establish them, Lord, in your house. Let the sweetness of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be unforgettable thank you for your blessing and thank you for bringing them close to you in Jesus name Amen Amen. so all first timers all those of you who just lift up your hands and those who came to the front at the close of the service we have a special meeting with you right here where the young men and young women with the cross on their shirts are standing right here we want to see you briefly before you go home Okay, so first timers and all those who came to the front give their lives to Christ. I'll close be here and then we'll see you briefly. God bless you. Communion. The blood that Jesus shed for
we thank you. We are so grateful to be counted worthy to be partakers of the Lord's body and his blood, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, every blessing, every victory, every advantage that there is to receive from that great sacrifice on Calvary's cross, Lord, may be applied to us today. We receive that victory. We receive that advantage. We receive that blessing today, Lord. Let every bread and every drink, Lord, I declare, it is the body of Christ and it is the blood of Jesus. The eating and the drinking of it shall bring blessings into our lives. The body of Christ, eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now lift your hands for your blessing. Lift your hands. May you walk free from every chain. Every trap you are falling into, you are coming out free. Amen. You are coming out free. Amen. Coming out free. Amen. With no damages. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every snake that has bitten you with venom, mm. I declare the poison mm. in your life mm. is neutralized. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Amen. on you to pluck your eyes out to pluck your brains to take from you that bed that flying creature is rebuilt today in the name of Jesus Amen let me hear your loudest Amen Amen receive freedom receive it say I receive it I receive it receive freedom I receive it receive deliverance I receive it may your hands always be lifted up in victory amen may your hands be lifted up in joy amen this week mm. may you find things that make you genuinely happy and joyful amen let me hear your loudest amen Whatever makes you cry. Oh. Whatever makes you sad. Oh. What makes you have sleepless nights? Mm. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Amen. From today, no. your sleep will be sweet. Amen. May God lift up your head. Oh, yes. In every crisis. Yes. And in every difficulty. Yes. In the name of He. And said, I shall arise after three days. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ yes. of Nazareth. Yes. Your head is lifted up. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Whoa. Put your hands together for the Lord.
a blessing. What 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 a blessing. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.